Welcome to the Royal Caribbean Blog Podcast, a weekly look into the world of Royal Caribbean cruising. I'm your host, Matt Hotchberg, and this is episode number 56. We're discussing the big news from Royal Caribbean this week with all the technology aboard being announced for Quantum of the Seas. Really, it's an impressive array of innovations, and it's the kind of thing that really could revolutionize how we cruise going forward. I want to talk about how each new piece of tech coming on board the ship will impact us as guests and share how amazing Quantum of the Seas looks to be. Here we go. Earlier this week, Royal Caribbean made the big announcement about the technology coming to Quantum of the Seas, and this is a series of announcements Royal Caribbean's made. Of course, you may remember they made an announcement about entertainment, and they made one about dining, and this is the one about technology, and this was a really big deal, and Royal Caribbean is really has always positioned itself, in fact, as a technology leader in the cruise industry. They've always loved the idea of bringing new emerging technologies onto cruise ships and making guests' lives better. And certainly we're seeing that with Quantum of the Seas. And really, Quantum of the Seas is, Royal Caribbean calls it in their in their ad speak, so to speak, you know, it's, it's, the, it's a smart cruise ship. And it's gone beyond what a cruise ship experience can be from a tech standpoint. So with this, there's a lot that's been brought over here. And I, frankly, I'm pretty excited about it. So let's go through each aspect of what's been announced and talk about each thing. And the first thing is, before you even get to your cruise ship, they have a new thing called Smart Check-In. And basically, this is about making your life easier. The thing about Smart Check-In is you do all your stuff at home, So which we kind Kind of did already, but it was all old school, right? We'd fill out paperwork. You bring the paperwork with you. You go to the pier. You spend time, uh, the people putting your name to the computer system. It took a long time. Royal Caribbean is promising that you can make it from sidewalk to ship in 10 minutes with no check-in counter, no forms to fill out, and no lines to wait in. I mean, from a guest experience, it really doesn't get much better than that, right? You get to do all the stuff online beforehand digitally, so you get to upload your own photo, so you can take, I think actually during the ceremony, Richard Fain, who's Royal Caribbean CEO and chairman, called taking a selfie, which is, I guess that's what it is, really, and you get to do all your documentation online digitally, that way when you arrive, you can literally just go straight onto the ship, I think that's a great idea, because I've been in those long lines, and there's something worse than that, it's just, it's an extra hour or so, typically, you know, just between going through security and going and filling out all the paperwork and, and making sure everything's all right. It takes a long time. So the new smart check-in system is going to allow us, or promises at least, to be that kind of a quick thing. I'm wondering if they're going to be relying also on dictating what time you have to show up, meaning you can't, I don't know if you show up at any, right now the way it works, you can show up really any time after like 10 o'clock in the morning, right? And you show up to your ship and it's really a first come first serve sort of thing in terms of of check-in. They may be saying, well, if you show up at two o'clock now, we'll guarantee you'll get into the ship within 10 minutes. But I would say, well, can I still show up at 10 o'clock and, you know, get more time on the ship? Even that means I'll have to wait still that usual hour, so to speak. I'd be willing to be okay with that. And I'm hoping that'll be the case. We'll see how it goes. But I'm guessing it's the way. If, you know, two, three thousand, four thousand, five thousand people show up exactly at the same time. I mean, unless they've got something else up their sleeve. Because don't forget the terminal they're building in New Jersey, Bayonne for Quantum of the Seas, is being built literally from the ground up for the ship. So maybe they got a whole other thing going on. I don't know. But this is a, it sounds like a really cool idea. And obviously simplifying things and making doing all the stuff digitally beforehand and making it simple, I think is a great idea. So love this idea. And kind of talking about that as well is they've they've also added a new thing called the radio frequency identification or RFID luggage tracking. So this is basically the idea is there's no more of this wondering where your bags are. And, and I think that Actually, Royal Caribbean Chairman Richard Fain summed this up very well in the announcement. He said, you know, it's not that the bags don't ever make it on. That's not the case. It's not like the airline industry where it's like, you really wonder about it. But 
people are you know nervous. Are right, my bags here? I know that when we go cruising, my wife will be like, you know, let's see if our bag is here. Inevitably, there's always one bag that's missing, or it just takes longer than the rest to get there. And you want to know, you know, when it's going to be ready. You don't want to just sit in your stateroom waiting for it. So this new idea on Quantum of the Seas is that they're going to have a way of tracking your luggage RFID tags. Basically, you download this Royal IQ app for your smartphone or smart device, like an iPad, or I suppose, and you can track your luggage as it moves from sidewalk to ship to stateroom. So from the looks of it, and again, I haven't used it, I'm just looking at the screenshots, it looks like it's not going to like track, it's not like GPS where you can like, oh, look, it's moving down the corridor. It's more of a situation where, you know, is it checked in, is it on board, is it in transit, or has it been delivered already? And this is a good way for you to kind of keep an eye on what's going on and see the progress. You know what it is? It's just, it's, it makes you feel better about it, right? It's just like getting a package when you buy it online from a retailer and it comes via, you know, UPS or FedEx or the post office and you want to know, has it been delivered yet? It gives you peace of mind. You know it's coming, but it's great to know, hey, it's been delivered already. Great. Now we know we can go back to the room. We don't have to sit there and keep checking every now and then. Peace of mind. I think it's a great idea. And again, makes our life simpler in terms of, you know, dropping off the technology. Now, the thing I'm really excited about, I think this is a really cool thing. This was a surprise to me, in fact is the new RFID WOW bands Royal Caribbean is coming out with. And these bands basically are replacements, if you will, for the C-Pass cards. And what they are are these bands you wear on your wrist. And you can get around, make purchases. You can also access Royal IQ, the app, and your stateroom, all with just this one band on your wrist. Now, I know many of our listeners are very familiar with what's going on in other aspects of travel, specifically Walt Disney World. And they've been... They rolled out their Magic Bands thing, which is still very much a work in progress, and they spent a billion dollars, it's with a B, on this whole thing, and there's good and there's bad about it. This seems like it's going to be a little less involved, and certainly it sounds like it's actually going to be requiring an additional purchase in order to get a WoW Band. It's like an opt-in thing, otherwise you just fall back to your C-Pass. Again, that's my take on it, it may not actually be the case, but from what I read, it says for a nominal fee, these ready-to-wear wristbands require just one tap, so you can quickly and efficiently do all the stuff that I just mentioned earlier. So I'm hoping that it's going to be pretty simple and it's not going to be as involved because the problem with the Disney stuff has always been the software, not the hardware, but the software that powers it with reservations getting lost and and so forth. But I'm thinking this is really going to be just a basic, you can charge stuff to it, you can get into your stateroom, it's one less thing to worry about because it's on your, it's literally attached to you, you don't have to worry about, you know, did I bring the C-Pass card? Now you just wear it easy peasy and it's part of your vacation. So I think this is really exciting and something to really keep an eye on, especially from a, from a text standpoint. I'm, I'm, I'm such a geek when it comes to technology and these little things like this really get me excited. So really looking forward to it. So the other thing, of course, is they're rolling out. It's called smart concierge. And basically they're really, this is something that we've kind of known about is that they're going to redo the cruise planner app and be a little more interactive, a little bit better from a technology standpoint, from a software standpoint. So the cruise planner is uh, going to be able, this is actually something that you probably, if you had a Quantum of the Seas or even maybe even Anthem of the Seas cruise booked, you could have already started to do this. But this is a, a rehaul, if you will, of the options for booking dynamic dining, shore excursions, spa appointments, and other basic things you can book. I think it's a great idea because historically, Royal Caribbean's website has been less than great. They suffered from a number of bugs and, and things of that nature. It's just the nature of websites, unfortunately. And I think it's also just been you know not a great site. But it's been basically the same for a long, long time. So this is a great upgrade. I'm hoping this will actually be rolled out to the rest of the fleet very, very soon. And so any opportunity to really improve that, I think, is going to be a great upgrade. Now, kind of attached to that is this idea of Royal IQ, which is available for downloads on smartphones and tablets, as well as 
freestanding IQ stations around the ship. And basically, it's a new app that you can use to manage your cruise before and during the cruise. So it allows for basically it seamlessly transfers your reservations from Cruise Planner to Royal IQ and allows you to manage your entire process of cruise planning from before your vacation all the way through to including your vacation. And again, making our lives easier. I'm always about that. And I love the technology because again, I'm carrying the smartphone anyway. This is a great idea. And I think this will really make things a whole lot better. So, of course, the other thing is, well, you've got all these technologies you're talking about, Matt. You've got this ability to use these smartphones. I mean, how are we actually going to use them? And that, of course, is the Internet. And we all kind of figured that was the case. But the Internet upgrades coming to Royal Caribbean ships, especially in Quantum of the Seas and later Anthem of the Seas, are going to be pretty darn impressive. We've known about this technology actually for a while. Royal Caribbean signed a deal a couple of years ago with this company called O3B. And basically, their Internet service puts out they put out literally brand new satellites that will beam internet directly to the ship and the speeds here are promised to be amazingly fast and i know if you've ever been on a cruise before be it royal caribbean or any other cruise line you've dealt with these really slow connections that are really expensive and it gets to the point where it's just not worth it anymore you say you know what forget it i don't care i'll either use the internet on land or i'll just wait till i get home it's really that slow no more royal caribbean is promising that with this satellite internet option you're going to have speeds just like being at home. They literally said it's going to be the option for you to be able to Skype with somebody, FaceTime with somebody, you use social media. They want you to be online during your cruise. So this accomplishes a couple goals for Royal Caribbean. One, hopefully you're going to pay for the internet package, which actually they promise is going to be less money than it has been historically. I don't know how much less, but that's good. Uh, It's always good when prices go down. And the other thing is they want you to be able to share your cruise experience with home, people at home. Because it's not just about sharing the fact that you're having a good time. It's that you're having a good time on a Royal Caribbean cruise so people can see that. And this really goes to this whole idea of utilizing social media, leveraging it to get people to understand, wow, Royal Caribbean cruises are way more cooler than I ever thought. And again, that gets other people involved. So it's very much a it helps the cruise guest experience out because they get the opportunity to go online, stay connected, you know, check your email, whatever, do whatever you want to do. But also it allows you to uh, kind of plug your Royal Caribbean because you're going to be posting on your Facebook wall and tweeting out and, and sending photo, emailing photos back home. But like, look how much of a great time we're having. And I think that's really going to be a great marketing to- tool for them as well. Now, on, on Kind of the other side of things, Royal Caribbean is also pretty excited about this internet because this is going to allow fast internet connections at sea for business. And, you know, if you go to any hotel in the world, right, you've got people that are there as tourists or just, you know, having pleasure trips. But you also have business travel. That's a huge thing I think Royal Caribbean has been missing out on because most people can't stay connected while they're at sea. It's just not practical for you to go on a seven-night cruise for a conference when you can't stay on the internet. I mean, in today's day and age, it's almost impossible. It's basically you have to take a vacation. Well, not anymore. Now with this kind of connected internet, I think Royal Caribbean is making a play for the business options they maybe never had before, especially if you're going on a cruise. Look, you need to go there. Your kids want to go on a vacation, but you need to be able to stay connected. Maybe you need to do a couple hours of work a week. It's just the nature of your job, whatever. That's okay. So now you can host your video conferences, do all the work you needed to do before. So I think again, another revenue stream that Royal Caribbean probably never had an opportunity to really exploit before, and now they're going to have that. So even more. And the last thing is they're adding uh, more gaming to the ship. The one thing they're always they're promoting is the Xbox One, which is coming on board. So this will allow people on board the ship to play video games, and not only with people that are there, but also across the internet, which is basically what most people like to do when they're when they're gaming. This will be really interesting. I think I think this will be pretty big for kids because obviously anyone who enjoys playing video games, look, there's sometimes you just want to play a good game. Maybe it's raining outside; that's always fun. 
And I'm imagining these will also be in the Adventure Ocean or Team Clubs. So that'll be a big thing about it. It's kind of a weird thing because I just know, like, today, they still have Nintendo Wiis out there on, on ships as available, like, activities. And usually I don't see many people doing it. But Nintendo Wii is also pretty long in the tooth at this point. So that might be kind of a misnomer at this point. And they're really getting, I mean, of course, if, you're, if you know anything about video games, and, of course, since I'm a huge dork, I know everything about Internet and nerds and gaming and all that kind of stuff. But... Xbox One is a pretty new system that's out there, so you can game on Xbox Live with other people while you're on vacation. I think it's a great idea, and you know, it, it it's it's something I think that obviously is appealing towards younger people, especially teenagers. But I think it'll be a fun opportunity and brand new technology, brand new system with Xbox One is a is a cool thing. So I I think again, if you're talking about the the idea with all this, everything we're talking about is to get every different kind of person who might be taking wanting to take a cruise interested. So. Look, would the you know would my parents be interested in the fact that Xbox One is coming on? No, absolutely not. But I think my dad is going to love the idea the internet is on there, so he can stay on Facebook. My dad is like, it's so funny because he is addicted to social media. He loves that stuff. He loves sharing his vacation with other people. So, you know, there's a little for everything over there. All impressive things so far, but we haven't even hit the real big things that Royal Caribbean announced, and that's, of course, with the experiences you're going to have on board with technology. First up is Bionic Bar. This is a really cool thing. I just think it's a nifty, and it's, I don't know, maybe it's because I, again, I'm a nerd and I enjoy these kinds of things. Basically, you go to a bar, and you still, you still have people there. Don't don't worry, there's still be human bartenders. But the idea is that they can actually have a robotic arm that will make, with laser precision, a drink for you, depending on what you order. And I think this is just a cool thing to do. Again, this is one of those things where you go on a cruise and you're like, wow, I have never seen anything like this before. And that's what Royal Caribbean, I think, is going for here. They're actually using, it's powered by Maker Shaker, which I don't know what that is, but I'm assuming it's a big deal. And it's uh, the technology allows the robot to make the drink you want. This is just a cool thing. And I, I, I can't wait to try this out. I think this is going to be a really neat idea. Now, the other thing about robots, again, things we've known about is in 270, you're going to have these robo show things that are going on. And these are shows that use these robotic arms, massive arms. Each arm has, I think, a 100-inch screen TV on them. It's really, really, really cool. And there are going to be different shows throughout the day. And the, this is all going the, – the shows with these arms are going on in 270, which is the huge uh, area. I don't know what you call it. It's, it's really just a um, – a public area in the back of the ship that's really going to be an amazing something that we've never seen before. And the cool thing about all these robo shows is that it's not just one show. It's not like, all right, it's three o'clock. Let's go see the robo show. No, it's it's going to be going on throughout the day. And Royal Caribbean promises that 270 will transform continuously throughout the day. I think that's a really cool idea. And I've seen so much concept art. I cannot wait to see this in real life because I think this is going to blow people away. Really? I really feel like this is going to be a big deal. The other thing, of course, some thing, other things we know about, virtual balconies. We, of course, these have debuted already on Navigator of the Seas, and they'll be coming on with the Quantum of the Seas as well. And these are, of course, for those unaware, virtual balconies are 80-inch LED screens that are in inside staterooms. So basically, if you're in an inside stateroom, you get to feel like you're on an outside stateroom with a virtual view of what's going on inside. Again, this is a live streaming, not recorded. And I saw this firsthand on Navigator of the Seas. It, it, look, it is amazing, I got to tell you. I booked on our Quantum of the Seas group cruise for Royal Caribbean blog. And, of course, you want to join us March 21st, 2015. Uh, put a link in the show notes for you. Uh, I booked one of these for my own, myself because I think it's a really cool idea. And it's just, again, it's one of these things that this is what makes cruising so much different than other kinds of vacations. And I think, again, having these kinds of opportunities and these these experiences are, are what makes it that much more fun. So virtual balconies are something that are becoming on Quantum of the Seas as well. And... 
the other thing is that Royal Caribbean is having this thing called smart art. And basically, smart art is interactive art created by these very smart artists that allow you to kind of change a little bit and be a little more interactive. I think cool idea. Again, it's I always enjoyed the art displays anyway. Not that I'm an art art critic by any means, but something a little different, something a little newer. I love it. And lastly, we have the next generation photo gallery, which will use iPads to. You know how before with when you went to go get your cruise photos, they were always on paper. They were on these huge walls, and they were printouts. And 95% of it was always thrown away, right? No, not anymore. Now it's all on iPads. Again, this kind of technology is actually already on Navigator of the Seas. I saw that. I thought it was really cool. It looks cool, first of all. It's neater. It's certainly more efficient from an environmental standpoint. And it allows a lot more customization. So, again, I think this is a great idea. And what, what I, my real takeaway from all this technology is, number one, I was really impressed. I'm not sure about you guys, but when I was watching the broadcast of, of all these announcements they were making. I was really for I'm not sure what I was expecting. Maybe I was expecting a little more kind of more of the stuff that we already heard about, but the stuff that is brand new is really impressive. And I think this is the kind of ship where when you go on it, you're going to be like, this will be, again, a totally different experience. And I'm hoping a lot of these technological advances will come to other ships in Royal Caribbean Slip, because I think this has really got an opportunity to change how we go. I mean, just the internet upgrade alone, forget everything else, is a big deal. And when you take, basically, they didn't just say, okay, we're going to upgrade the internet, and that'll be it. They want to make the experience on board to be just as fun as if you're going to, you know, some beach somewhere in South Carolina, you, you're still connected, you're still able to do a lot of things, and they're adding so much to it. I think it's a really cool thing. But you know, I also want to hear what you think about it. So there's a lot going on with Quantum this season. This technology reveal has given us even more of a window into what's coming here for this brand new ship. So I want to know what you think about it, what your thoughts are, and if you're excited to experience Quantum this season for yourself. So, of course, you can email us at Matt, M-A-T-T, at RoyalCaribbeanBlog.com. Let me know what you thought about this reveal. Ah, there's that music, and that means it's time to answer your listener emails. But I also want to take care of a little housekeeping, first of all. And I want to mention, you know, a lot of people have been wondering, Matt, when's your next cruise? And we know about the Royal Caribbean blog group cruise, which we're definitely booking. But what's your next cruise is coming up? And, you know, I've been kind of hemming and hawing here, but I've actually got two that I managed to book recently. First of all, I'll be on actually a media cruise that Royal Caribbean invited me to on November 12th on Quantum of the Seas to go check that out first. It's a two-nighter, kind of a preview for some of the media that's out there. I think it's going to be really cool, and I'll be posting quite a bit about that as we get closer. It's kind of a key something to keep in mind uh, in terms of planning and, and understanding what's coming in terms of the podcast and the blog. You're going to see a lot of content because I'm just planning on spending about 48 hours just going nuts, taking photos, video, and answering your questions and just exploring the ship. So that's coming up there in a couple months. And we also booked a cruise in July 2015 on Freedom of the Seas. And we're going there for a friend of ours who's getting married. And so we're going to go on a Royal Caribbean ship. Is that all right? I was like, heck yeah. So we're going to go on that. And that'll be on my first cruise with my new daughter. She'll, she'll just be old enough to go on there. So we'll be going with my wife, my older daughter, my younger daughter. And that'll be our first family cruise together. I think that'll be a lot of fun. So we're looking forward to that. And that's some stuff coming up. So at least now it's not so dark in terms of what's coming up. And of course, we have the group cruise. So I've got three cruises coming up here in the next few months and i'm really looking forward to it as we get even closer and i, I know it's such as like you guys right every time you book a cruise you just want to tell everybody about it because you're so excited and i'm the same way so anyway let's get to your emails and we'll start with an email from mike dunphy hi matt thoroughly enjoying the podcast it's been many years since my last cruise and the podcast is helpful in knowing what to expect and how i can make the most out of our cruise for me and my family i have a question about coco k when we sailed disney and visited coco castaway k 
I seem to remember the beach area was protected by some type of reef or barrier from a distance from the shoreline. As a result, the wave action was minimal at the shore. I was wondering how this is same or different at Coco Cay. Will there be waves that kids can catch for boogie boards? If so, do they rent them? Great question, Mike. And I think the really the thing to understand is it's pretty much like the experience on CastWiki in the sense that the, there's a protected reef that keeps the waves pretty low. It's not a there's not much surf at all, and not, I don't think it's really enough for boogie boards unless it's really rough. And if that's the case, you probably wouldn't make it to Coco Cay to begin with. The thing to understand is they do offer snorkeling, and for snorkeling, you need to have pretty calm water. And I don't believe they rent boogie boards there. Not that I would stop you from bringing your own, but I don't think you should go into Coco Cay ex- expecting a boogie board experience because the waves there, are, in my experience, have always been quite small and to non-existent. Same thing, there's a reef or something out there, a little cove that protects the beach area, and thus it's not that uh, rough out there, so... I guess sorry, but look on the bright side. It'll be a nice, uh, oh, if you get there, it'll be a very nice, enjoyable day. Next, we have an email from Christopher Percy. Interesting perspective in episode 53 regarding Chris and the smaller cruise ships he has taken and now planning on Jewel the Seas. The insight into the Kids Club programs based on his son's experience and other cruises was insightful too. We have five grandchildren and we'll be taking them on the cruises. So any information on this nature will be very helpful. The Radiance class of ships are one of our favorite and we've sailed on Jewel several times and have always enjoyed the experience. I'm totally with you, Chris. I love Jewel the Seas. It's a great ship, really. And I think even for kids, it's it's a lot of fun. And being on that port-intensive itinerary definitely helps. Not that, of course, you look at some of the newer ships, they have a lot more stuff for kids. But I think there's certainly enough for them to do there, especially if they're of the age that they can they're potty train. I think you'll be perfectly fine, and you'll have a great time there. And having five grandchildren on board, I'm not sure if you bring all five with them with you at once, but... You know, obviously that multi-generational cruising is always a great thing. When we bring my parents or, or my in-laws and we go cruising together, it's always a great time. And it, it's nice because you get a little, everyone gets a little something different and it works on a lot of different levels. So thank you for the email, Christopher, as always. Next, we have an email from Mike Eads. Hey, Mike, one of my favorite Twitter people. And Mike writes, as you know, my wife and two children just returned from a seven-night Western Caribbean cruise on Freedom of the Seas. We loved almost everything about this cruise. If I had my list of top three things that we loved, I would have to say number one. The dolphin discovery experience in Cozumel. There's nothing like getting to ride with a dolphin. My nine-year-old animal-loving daughter absolutely loved it. Number two, watching my son and daughter have a blast at the H2O zone. Number three, the absolutely fantastic food. We ate it numerous meals in the Windjamer, and I miss it already. We also ate in the main dining room several times. It goes without saying that it was great. Let's go on forever and ever, but I had to pick three. I do want to mention the staff on board really provided the wow that Royal advertises. I don't know where they find all these wonderful people. We have already booked our next cruise for December. I think I need financial counseling or an intervention of some sort. <laughs> By the way, this came up actually. Someone uh, emailed me. Actually, Stuart, she on the cruise guy. Hey, Stuart. Send me an email. Says Matt, why do you mispronounce the windjammer? Windjammer. And I had to explain it, so it's an inside joke. So I know there's new listeners checking us out all the time, and I really appreciate that, by the way. Thank you for being a part of this podcast, and, and of course, RoyalCaribbeanBlog.com. So there's a little bit of an inside joke here on Royal Caribbean Blog. When I went on one of my first Royal Caribbean cruises way back when with my sister, my younger sister was you know saying, hey, let's go to, and instead of saying the Windjammer, she said the Windjammer, because she le- legitimately thought that's how it was pronounced. So it became a little family joke. And thus, I brought it to the podcast to be a joke. So I'm not, I am intentionally mispronouncing Windjammer to be Windjammer. It's my little play on words. And my hope that this little inside joke will spread and other people start calling it there too. It's just something we find a little fun. 
Mike adds also, P.S. We were surprised at how much coral and rocks there are on the beaches in Labadee. I would like to recommend to your audience that they definitely should wear water shoes or other protective footwear when swimming at the beaches there. I would also recommend that every visitor to Labadee have several Labadoozies. They are delicious, as you well know. <laughs> Agreed on both, actually. When we've gone to Labadee in the past, we've actually bought water shoes. We went to some store, some cheapo store, bought like ones that we're just going to use once and throw them away because we don't really like water shoes. But it can make the whole experience better. Although I do think the last time we were at Labadee, we rented a, a cabana. And over there at Barefoot Beach, I think it wasn't necessarily as critical as before, but it definitely helps. There's no question about it. Plus, it's just easier. You don't have to watch where you're walking. This is true of all beaches, by the way. You should always look where you're walking in the, in the Caribbean when you're going to these beaches. But there are definitely some rocks and levity in the water in certain places. So keep that in mind. But thank you for the info, Mike. Always appreciative. And I'm trying to think of the other things. Oh, the top three you had there. Well, I tell you, everybody seems to love that dolphin experience thing. I've never done it before. But it sounds everybody has come back saying raving about that kind of thing. And it's good to hear that that particular experience that you did was really good. And I totally with you on, of course, you know about the H2O zone. I think that was in my top five episode yesterday, uh, last week on Freedom of the Seas. And food, dude, totally with you. Love eating on Royal Caribbean ships. So we are kindred spirits in that regard. Next, we have an email from Marcy. My mom and I are going to be on Royal Caribbean's Liberty of the Seas at a Barcelona October 12th for a week. I'm just wondering what the dinner menus are each night for the cruise. I've been on a lot of cruises and never had a problem. I'm allergic to all shellfish, but I know there's a lot of other foods to choose from. Just would like to know what the menus are for each night, if possible. Great question, Marcy. Here's the good news. The menus across Royal Caribbean fleet in the main dining room is standardized, meaning what you see on Oasis of the Seas in the Caribbean is the same as you're going to find in Liberty of the Seas, in this case, out of Barcelona. It's a standardized menu. They do it every year. They refresh it. So what I can do actually in our show notes is put a link to a copy of the main dining room menu, and that'll give you a pretty good idea of what to expect. My advice, by the way, Marcy, is when you get on board the ship your first day, when you're on embarkation day, go speak with the head waiter and tell him or her what your food allergies are. In your case, you can't eat shellfish, and they can definitely make things also for you special. Say maybe you say, you know, I can't eat shellfish. I would really love to have another option every night just to fall back on, just to be safe. And they can do it. You can still order off the regular menu. It's not like it's one or the other. They'll definitely work with you. But you know what? There's no reason to be limited if maybe there's three things on the menu some night that has shellfish on it. You can still order lots of other things. So speak with the the head waiter in the main dining room, and I think that's going to definitely help you out there. And let's wrap things up with an email from Paul Jones of Marlowe, England. Hi, Matt. I've been listening to your podcast since week one, and may I say what a great podcast it is. Great information on all aspects of cruising and great feedback given by yourself to your listeners, questions, comments, and emails. This podcast helped me choose my last two cruises and my next cruise on Anthem of the Season 2015. Listen to your advice, your tips, and the way to save money. You have saved me over $3,200. Wow. Which means, and he writes this, which means another cruise. Woo yee! <laughs> That's awesome. If there was one award for the podcast of the year, you would definitely get my vote. Well done. Thank you, Paul. I really appreciate hearing all that. Paul goes on, just one quick question this week. I'm thinking of cruising in the Caribbean in 2016 with a 7 plus 7 back to back. The question is, while I'm on my first seven days of my cruise, my crown and anchor status is emerald. As I start my second part of the cruise in the back to back, my crown and anchor status would change to diamond. Does this mean that my second part of the cruise, I would be upgraded and be entitled to be a loyalty of a diamond anchor member? 
Great question, Paul. Here's what you need to do. On your first cruise, go meet with the loyalty ambassador during your so during the first week and tell them what's going on. Because typically what the way it works is when you take a cruise, it takes a couple of weeks actually for the system to upgrade to let you know that you moved on to the next level, so to speak. Obviously you don't want to do that because you want to take advantage of the perks that you know you're entitled to. So go to the loyalty ambassador, tell them what's him or her, tell him or her what's going on and say, hey, you know, we're gonna be upgrading our next cruise, same ship, we're just doing it back to back. And they should be able to make sure that you're given the perks you're entitled to. That should definitely make it worthwhile. Also, talk to with the travel agent. Make sure everybody kind of is under, understanding what's going on so they can note in your profile. It's not a promise. It may not happen because, again, there's processing that's involved. This isn't just a check mark that goes off after your cruise one is done and you're automatically... Usually, it takes a couple of weeks. Evidently, I guess they process it somehow. Maybe it's manual. Who knows? But... I would talk to the loyalty ambassador. They may be able to at least, you know, give you certain things like access to the diamond lounge and other certain benefits. But that's what I would do if I were you. And otherwise, you know, good luck and let us know how it goes. I'd love to hear about it. And if anybody has any experience with this particular upgrade type scenario, I would love to hear about that as well. And of course, I want to hear about everything that's on your mind. There's a lot that we're talking about this week with Quantum of the Seas. But whatever's on your mind, maybe it's Jewel of the Seas. Explorer the Seas, anything that's cruising with Royal Caribbean, you really should feel free to email me and make this part of this show. Because again, we love talking about everything Royal Caribbean. We can talk about Vision of the Seas all next week if you want. I want this to be your podcast. So whatever's in your mind, you can of course email me, Matt, M-A-T-T, at RoyalCaribbeanBlog.com. Or you can also tweet us. We're on Twitter, at the RCL blog. We are on Facebook. Anyway, that's uh, facebook.com slash Royal Caribbean blog or call the Vo- Royal Caribbean blog voicemail by calling 408-6-ROYAL-6. That's 408-676-9256. So until next time, I'm Matt Hotchberg and we'll talk again soon.